Well, hello, friends. Welcome to the Imago Nutrition Podcast. Uh, my name is Mark Lesney. I am going to be your one and only host today. If you listened to our last episode, you know that you got the joy of listening to Danielle go solo on that episode. And for better or for worse, you're stuck with just me for today's episode. Um, but I think it's a fun topic to talk about. Uh, it's one of my favorite topics um, within nutrition is how it relates, of course, to human metabolism. And so today what we're talking about is how do you increase metabolism using nutrition alone? All right, so we're going to give you uh, no less than seven tips on increasing metabolism. We'll talk about what metabolism is, and we're going to talk about seven ways uh, to increase your metabolism with nutrition. And I'll give you a couple non-nutrition at the very end, too, little tips and tricks in that. But we're going to focus, of course, because this is the Imago Nutrition Podcast, so we're going to focus on the nutrition side of things. So um, I think it's going to be a great topic. Uh, excited to uh, dive into it with you. Um, if you didn't know, you can submit questions or topics or um, anything you'd like us to possibly touch on in an upcoming episode, whether that's just me, just Danielle, or both of us. And so you can head over to Imago Nutrition, I-M-A-G-O, nutrition.com slash podcast. And if you just scroll down just a little bit, you'll be able to see where you can enter a question. And that'll shoot us an email uh, that says, hey, you've got a question, and we will consider that for a future topic of an episode. And so excited to, as I mentioned, excited to get into this. So without further ado, let's talk a little bit about um, increasing metabolism with nutrition. And I always joke Unlike all the stuff you hear on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook about, you know, hey, if you do a headstand in a cold shower on a Tuesday morning while drinking turmeric, you know, you're going to increase your metabolism. There's all these claims. There's absolutely no shortage of claims about ways to increase metabolism, um, whether it's just through weird things or, you know, food or drinks or teas or shakes or products or pills or whatnot. And so we're going to take an evidence-based approach. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to put a whole bunch of uh, PMIDs. These are IDs that you can Google that um, are studies. It's all peer-reviewed research. And so the seven ways that I'm going to show you um, that we're going to discuss being able to increase your metabolism with nutrition, this is all backed by peer-reviewed research. This is not a theory. This is not diet culture. And so in the show notes, what I'll do is actually uh, put the study IDs next to each of the seven claims so that even if you don't decide to take my word for it, and you shouldn't, you can go Google those PMIDs and take a look at the studies that show um, exactly why this is true. So with that, let's just talk real quick about what is metabolism, because I know even that can seem grand and complex. And it is, it's very complex, but we've got a working definition that we're going to used for this episode. And so the term metabolism uh, is used to describe all the chemical reactions that occur within cells of living organisms to sustain life. And so metabolism really takes place at a cellular level, and it's all of those chemical reactions. So a lot of times people think metabolism is just working out or just digesting food or just Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But it's actually at a cellular level. It is all those chemical reactions that it uh, requires within our cells as living human organisms um, 
to sustain life. Okay. And so that's kind of our working definition. I also pulled a quote from Dr. and I'm going to probably butcher her name. So uh, Dr. Mandal, if you're out there, I'm sorry, but Dr. Ananya Mandal um, has a really great quote, I think that kind of ties nutrition into this um, topic of metabolism and how you can use nutrition to increase metabolism. And so she says this quote, nutrition is the key to metabolism. The pathways of metabolism rely upon nutrients that they break down in order to produce energy. This energy in turn is required by the body to synthesize molecules like new proteins and nucleic acids, i.e. DNA, RNA. And so what we can see is that nutrition provides an array of substances that are essential for the building, the upkeep, the repair of body, uh, bodily tissues, and for the efficient functioning of the body. And so nutrition and metabolism are really woven together. Um, they're not necessarily one and the same, but they are so um, interconnected as it relates to um, the function of our body that we would be remiss to not take a look at that. And so um, with that, let's also talk real quick just about a couple benefits because you may be saying, well, why would I want to increase my metabolism? That's a great question. And I would say generally the biggest reason is that as you keep your metabolism sort of firing on all cylinders, okay, one of the biggest benefits of a higher metabolism, metabolism is that it helps you lose um, weight slash fat um, and that's certainly a great benefit, but it also helps you keep it off long term. And so we all know that a lot of times you can, a lot of folks can kind of muscle their way through some sort of fat loss process, but a lot of times it's hard to keep it off long term. And so um, using nutrition to keep your metabolism really primed and firing is one of the ways that you can help keep that weight and that fat off long term. Okay. So I think that's one of the biggest benefits. Um, increasing your metabolism, of course, has uh, good ramifications for energy, for overall health, uh, overall health outcomes, um, just feeling better overall. And so um, that's some of the benefit of this. And with that, um, if you don't mind, we'll just jump right into, again, no less than seven ways to increase metabolism with nutrition. Okay. And number one, um, might surprise you. It's to eat enough food. Okay. A lot of times we think about losing weight. We think about losing fat. We think about eating as little as possible while not wanting to, uh, quit, right. Is this strategy that so many people put in place, but from a metabolic standpoint, you actually want to make sure that you're eating an optimal amount of food because eating food increases your metabolism for a few hours as your body is metabolizing food and converting it into energy, it's consuming carbs, it's consuming fats, it's consuming protein, okay? It's converting that into energy. And so your engine, if you will, is ramping up to process these nutrients. And this is what's known as the thermic effect of food or the TEF, okay? And it's a big, it's a large part of what your metabolism is driven by, which is the thermic effect of food, the amount of energy that your body requires to digest, absorb, and dispose of consumed nutrients. So the number one way or the first way that you can have a high metabolism is by eating an optimal amount of food. Now that I didn't say eat as much food as possible, right? If you're trying to lose weight, no, yes, of course, we don't need to eat as much as possible, but we want to eat as much as possible while still progressing toward our goal. Okay. And that'll be a topic for another episode when we get into more energy balance. Cause you know me, I can't go an entire episode without referencing energy balance. And we'll talk about what is an optimal amount of food. If I'm trying to lose weight or gain muscle or maintain my weight and do a body recomposition, 
or if I'm a marathon runner, or if I'm a athlete of some sort, et cetera, et cetera, we can get into those topics as well. But just know that by consuming food, you are turning your metabolism up via the thermic effect of food. Um, and so again, eating is the foundation of human metabolism, eating an optimal amount of food, even if your goal is to lose weight is the foundation of a healthy metabolism, because eating too few calories during, even during a weight slash fat loss process, and I always say weight slash fat, because we can't assume that those are always the exact same, though they, they have correlation. Um, it's not always linear in, the, in that regard. So I, I just wanted to explain why I keep saying weight slash fat loss. Um, but eating too few calories during the weight slash fat loss can cause your metabolic rate to decrease. This is actually normal. It's an adaptation. It's a process known as metabolic down regulation. Okay. So one of the things that I work on with my clients is this understanding that your metabolism isn't, it doesn't break. Like we keep hearing people say, oh, my metabolism is broken or it's damaged. It's not a physical object. It's not an iPhone that you can throw at the ground and shatter and break, right? It's, it's an adaptive, it's like a computer. It adapts. Okay. And one of the things that it can do is it can, it can downregulate and upregulate based on different signals that you give it. So eating too few calories, even during the weight slash fat loss process, um, can cause your metabolism to rapidly, and I think too drastically, um, downregulate. This is actually the foundation of yo-yo dieting, is when people crash their calories, slow their metabolism, then they go back to eating what they were eating before, and now that surplus is even greater, even though they're not eating more food than they were before, the difference is bigger, so the weight comes back, sometimes even more so than before they went on the diet. Then that weight starts to come back, the metabolism starts to come up, and then they crash diet again. They go on some silly 1,200-calorie diet, which, by the way, that's the that's the uh, recommended intake for a toddler, not for an adult at 1,200 calories. And so what they're doing is they're down-regulating their metabolism. It's not breaking. It's not shattering. It's not damaged. It's just adapting, okay, because that's that's the reality of the human metabolism as uh, as as humans, okay. So with that, um, eating an optimal amount of food in accordance with your goal, I would say, is the first step in priming your metabolism for change. There's definitely a lot more that could be said on that. What does that exactly look like? And by the way, if we can help you with what exactly that looks like, just reach out to us. Head out, head over to imagonutrition.com, imago.com slash contact, or go peruse our website, click through to contact us. Um, we can help you through what exactly an optimal amount of food for your context looks like because it's completely individual. Okay. What's optimal for me is not optimal for you and vice versa. Okay. But know that number one, as it relates to human metabolism, is eating an optimal amount of food. Second one within that, um, I would argue, is eating an optimal amount of protein. Okay, so we know that the three major macronutrients are carbohydrates, protein, and fat. As it relates to human metabolism, uh, eating an optimal amount of protein has a terrific, 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 terrific effect on metabolism. Because of the three macronutrients, protein causes the largest increase in that thermic effect of food that we just talked about, okay? So protein being broken down in your body requires more energy to be broken down and digested than carbs and fats. Very specifically, protein can increase your metabolic rate by, by sorry, 15 to 30%. 
Okay. So as your body breaks down protein, it can increase your metabolic rate by 15 to 30%. That's opposed to five to 10% for carbs and zero to 3% for fat. By the way, that's a good thing on both ends. We want carbs and fat to be easily accessible. It's like a checking account. Okay. We want that. We want to be able to have that cash on hand in an instant when our body needs that energy. Protein is a little different. It's like a, it's like an investment account in the back room that's growing your money over time. You don't have as quick access to that, but it's building for your future. Okay. So that's how I like to talk about it a lot of times because I'm weird and I draw parallels between nutrition and money. Okay. So just know that eating an optimal amount of protein is kind of the second way that I would argue that you should think about increasing your metabolic rate with nutrition. So eating an optimal amount of protein can also, by the way, it can also lim- uh, limit the reduction in metabolic rate often associated with the process of losing weight slash fat. So a lot of times when people start losing weight, they start losing fat. They reduce their calories a lot of times way too low. They're not getting optimal protein and the weight's coming off, but it's not necessarily all fat or even mostly fat, a lot of times it's your body um, reducing its muscle, uh, lean mass, because it's being undernourished a lot of times. And so having an optimal amount of protein will allow you to maintain um, as much muscle as possible. And we know that muscle requires more energy to operate than fat. So what you want to have is more muscle in your body, guys and gals alike, okay, boys and girls, okay, men and women, okay, we want to have more muscle, we want to have healthy muscle, we want to maintain healthy muscle, while reducing our body fat to a more optimal level, okay, and protein is one of the important ways that you can not only crank up your metabolic rate, but you can also maintain that muscle, which in and of itself requires more energy to operate than um, other tissues like fat, okay, so number one, Uh, consume an optimal amount of calories. Number two, consume within those, consume an optimal amount of protein. And by the way, if you want to know what an optimal amount of protein is for you, head over to our website. Again, Imago Nutrition. This is totally free. Okay. Um, ImagoNutrition.com slash articles. Scroll through those articles. There's an article I wrote on how much protein should you eat in a day. It's got a lot of different categories. It depends. Uh, It depends on your circumstances, your goals, but read through that. There's all peer-reviewed research and recommendations as to how much protein is optimal for your goals, whether that's weight slash fat loss, whether that's muscle slash weight gain, uh, whether you're an endurance athlete, whether you're pregnant, whether you're breastfeeding, et cetera, et cetera, you're a bodybuilder. It keeps going on and on and on. Uh, What optimal looks like depends on your context, okay? So number three is drink more cold water. That's interesting. Maybe some of you have heard this and thought, well, that's not actually true. There is absolutely evidence in the research that drinking water not only increases temporarily, increases your metabolic rate through a process known as water-induced thermogenesis, but there is some evidence on top of that that says drinking cold water can, in fact, increase your metabolic rate even more as your body requires energy to warm the body up once consumed, right? So you get bring cold water into your system. If you just bring water into your system, there's evidence that says, look, just doing that um, induces water-induced thermogenesis. But if it's cold, your body says, first of all, this is, this is not in alignment with our uh, core temperature. It's not in line with our body temperature. So we need to warm that up, and then we can then absorb it and use that water for all the good things that water is used for in our body. And so 
The third way you can increase your metabolism with nutrition is by drinking more cold water. Pretty cool if you ask me. Um, number four, I'm not as pumped on number four. You may be, okay? I'm not a tea guy, but drinking green tea um, or oolong tea um, absolutely has been shown in the research to increase metabolic rate. And so if you enjoy drinking green tea or oolong tea, it has been shown to increase metabolism by four to 5%. And that's pretty cool. And so green tea specifically has been shown to help uh, convert body fat into free fatty acids, which can increase your body's fat burning process by 10 to 17%. Okay. So some, some dual benefit there on the green tea side of things. So if you're a green tea drinker, you're an oolong uh, tea drinker. I can honestly say I've never had oolong tea. Um, I have had green tea and it's okay. It's cool. Uh, not really my gig. I'm more into coffee, which is what we're going to talk about next. And so with that, though, for the green tea and oolong tea drinkers out there, um, just know that that is um, that those teas are um, increasing your metabolic rate, which is pretty cool as well. So uh, number five, drinking coffee. Now we're in my world. Uh, I'm a two cup a day guy. And so very similar to green tea, coffee has been shown to aid in the fat burning process as well. Um, the caffeine in coffee can boost um, your metabolism by anywhere from 3 to 11% we've seen in multiple studies, okay? So for those of you that are out there drinking coffee, um, like myself, just know that that has an effect that has what I would uh, what I would argue is a positive effect on your metabolic rate. And so it temporarily increases it as it absorbs um, that caffeine, anywhere from 3 to 11% increase in your metabolic rate, which is pretty cool. I don't know how many times I said it's pretty cool, but maybe I'll just do it every time now. With that, number six, um, eating spicy foods. So if you're a fan of spicy foods, um, we know that that spice comes from peppers. And there's a substance within that, which is called capsicin, I think. I'm not that great at pronouncing things. Capsicin, capsicin. Um, and that substance is technically a chemical irritant for mammals like us, for organisms, including humans. And so this irritant is what causes that burning sensation. Look, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, uh, pale. Okay. I'm Norwegian. Okay. My dad's like hundred percent Norwegian. So my lips go on fire. I love spicy food. My lips go on fire. It's that burning sensation you have when you consume spicy food in around your mouth. Okay. And that has been shown to increase metabolism. All right. And so for those of you that love that spicy food, good news is that's increasing your metabolic rate temporarily. Um, so that's, again, that's pretty cool. Uh, number seven, we'll end with this kind of a shorter, uh, uh, episode today, which is cool. Cause you probably don't need to hear me talk much longer, but the seventh one would be uh, cooking with coconut oil. Okay. As opposed to saturated fats from things like butter, um, and other cooking fats, coconut oil is relatively high in what's known as medium chain fats. And those medium chain fats have been shown to increase metabolism by 12% compared to long chain fats, which raise metabolism by about 4%. Okay. So the long chain fats are still increasing your metabolic rate. But if you can just make this little micro adjustment into this coconut oil world and get into that medium chain fats, you're going to be increasing your metabolism by about 12%. All right, so think about your cooking oil, take a look at what you're using, and if you can make that little micro adjustment, you're going to go from, you know, a long chain fat uh, increase at 4% up to 12%, which is pretty cool. So with that, that's the seven, okay? Just as a quick recap, we talked about eating 
An optimal amount of food is really the setting the tone for your metabolism. Eating an optimal amount of protein within that optimal amount of food is number two, drinking more cold water, drinking uh, green tea or oolong tea, drinking coffee, eating spicy foods, and cooking with coconut oil are the seven ways. I'm sure there are more. Maybe we'll do another episode at some point, and I'll double this list. Um, but that's what I have found in the research as of late as ways that you can actually real like for real, real, increase your metabolism, pure the research uh, with nutrition. And so there, of course, are other ways to increase metabolism. I've got four for you real quick. Number one is just building muscle, as we talked about. If, as you build muscle, you're not only increasing your metabolism in the process, but you are increasing your body's metabolism overall because as it carries more muscle, that muscle requires more energy to operate than fat. So it is always a good idea if you are a guy, if you are a girl, almost irrespective of your goals, almost irrespective of your goals, apart from a few anomalies, um, you should always be trying to build muscle and reduce body fat to a healthy range. Okay. Uh, number two is performing HIT or high intensity interval training. There is research that shows that performing HIT, okay, does increase your metabolism. And so if you've got a local gym that's got some HIIT classes, or you can just go on YouTube, look, you can just go on YouTube and search, you know, at home HIIT workouts. And there are a thousand and forty-eight trainers on YouTube willing to give you free HIIT workouts. Okay. And so performing HIIT has been shown to increase metabolism. And again, that allows your body to burn fat, keep it off longer. Uh, number four is what I'm doing right now. I'm I'm in our my little studio, my little office upstairs um, where I perform my job and all my duties, and I have a standing desk. Standing more, and by the way, sitting less, is another way to increase your metabolism. Okay, so I stand all day at my desk. Doesn't mean I don't ever sit, but I've made it a point in the last couple of years, uh, particularly since working from home, thanks to COVID, um, to be standing at my desk now as opposed to sitting. It's just a small optimization that I can make to keep my metabolism high. Uh, and the fourth one is getting a good night's sleep, getting optimal amount of sleep ge in general, seven to nine hours. I know that sounds like a lot to parents and military people, okay? Um, and this is something that I work on with my clients, uh, whether they're fat loss or muscle gain or fitness optimization, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there is just so much benefit to getting optimal night's sleep. Again, seven to nine hours. And one of those benefits among the many, many, many benefits of getting good sleep is actually an increase in metabolism. Okay. So whether your goal is to lose weight, keep it off, increase your energy, feel better overall, increasing your metabolism is really a key component to achieving so many uh, wellness goals that people have. And so um, with that, I hope that was helpful. Again, we've got seven ways in this episode to, to increase your metabolism with nutrition. My, my challenge to you would be to, to investigate one. Start with one. The, the problem with long lists is that people, they, we like lists, oh, seven ways, cool, and we end up doing none of them. So go back through this episode maybe or jot down some quick notes or look in the show notes and say, all right, I'm going to try one for a week, for two weeks, for three weeks, whatever that looks like for you, take the next step. Don't worry about all seven. Take the next step toward increasing your metabolism and getting you on a path toward your goals. Of course, if we can help in any way, be sure to let us know. Um, but um, that's, that's a, I think, just a, 
a terrific list, if I do say so myself, I put it together, so I'm a little biased, of some very manageable ways that you can start in increasing your metabolism with nutrition. And so with that, um, if this was helpful, uh, do us a favor, leave us a review, let us know how we're doing. If you've got a friend that has you know, believed all these zany ways that you see on the internet about how to increase metabolism, but they have never taken a look at peer-reviewed research, um, do me do us a favor and just share this with them. And so we can help as many people as possible. And speaking of internet and social media, if you're on social media, you can find us across all our platforms. Uh, we are at Imago Nutrition, I-M-A-G-O Nutrition, and we would love to connect with you there. And so with that, I'm going to sign off and I hope you all have a good day. We will be back for our next episode um, pretty soon. All right. Thanks. Bye.